Yo, what's up and welcome inside the SI Gambling Podcast. Your host, Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. No Ben Heiser today, but I got my guy, Frankie Fatstacks. Frankie, we are a little over 24 hours away from the kickoff of the 2020 NFL season. I could not be happier for an NFL season, my man. Oh, you are absolutely spot on there, Corey. I mean, it just let's just get it on. I cannot wait to have the best sport in the entire world finally kick off and be underway because we've been locked up. We've been shut down. We've been told to wear masks. We've been told to do everything that we need to do to get rid of this pandemic. But there ain't no sweeter way than to beat all of those blues than to be able to start with the Chiefs and Texans and get Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson on the field on Thursday night. I couldn't be more pumped. No doubt. So we'll definitely hop into that and break that contest down tomorrow as long as as well as the big college football game. Well, I don't know if it's a big college football game, but we do have the University of Miami, the ACC, taking the field tomorrow night versus Alabama-Birmingham. But listen, that is tomorrow. I wanted to pick up from where we left off earlier this week when we were talking about some of the NFL contests. We focused on the 1 p.m. Eastern time starts. Now tonight I'm going to do Sunday night football and the 4 p.m. Eastern starts. Let me ask you this, Frankie. Do you break down your NFL Sundays? Cause I remember like when I was a novice and I first started, like when things went legal in Jersey, I thought, okay, well, let me let me do my one o'clock parlay. Then if I can hit that, I know what kind of funds I got for my four o'clock. You know what I'm saying? Do you ever play like that or you just look at the whole board as a unit in total? I'll be honest, I do have that look ahead that you're talking about because you, there's definitely games, especially if the sharp action is is favoring more of the the later kickoffs that, as opposed to the earliest slate. So a lot of times I do look at that, but you know there are a lot of people out there that look to have their teasers or their parlays, you know, come through whether they're going to pay and they're going to be able to cash, so that way they can use those funds to be able to roll over. But sometimes due to the the uh, how quick how games being extended, Corey, that that some sometimes throws a glitch into things because if a game goes into overtime or there's some kind of stoppage or delay, it'll hold it up. And that those one o'clock games or uh, for West coast guys like me or those four o'clock games for guys like you on the East coast, you know, when we're looking at those things, a lot of times we're not able to get all of those tickets graded in time, but you're yeah. definitely right. A lot of people look to get their parlays and teasers for the one o'clock games in so that the way they have more funds available to fire on the late games. All right, so let's start with Sunday Night Football, and it is live from Los Angeles when the Rams host America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, my Dallas Cowboys, your Dallas Cowboys, Frankie. This one opens up at the Cowboys laying two and a half. Right now, we are seeing the Cowboys uh, laying three on the DraftKings Sportsbook. Obviously, the Dallas Cowboys, they are attracting the majority of the bets. But from some of this early numbers we're looking at on this side, we're seeing um, some 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 uh, some of the money, some more of the money coming on the Rams. The Cowboys are a tough team to bet on because they're very public, correct? Yeah, and it's not only that. I think a lot of the betters out there are actually looking, unfortunately, due to the injuries along the offensive line, as it looks like the Cowboys are going to be very shorthanded, missing two of their major uh, contributors on that line, because we do know that the Dallas Cowboys, when healthy, have arguably the the best offensive line in all of football. I mean, all, as fantasy players, we know, because Ezekiel Elliott runs through holes you know, that could fit the Titanic through it. I mean, he, he just absolutely you know, has tremendous 
tremendous assets. And that's what gives Dak and affords him the time to be able to find guys like Amari Cooper and uh, maybe now C.D. Lamb as well as Michael Gallup down the field because he's able to hold on to the ball because the line gives him that protection. But it looks like a lot of the betters right now are showing concerns due to the fact that the Cowboys may have some offensive line issues going into Sunday night. Interesting because if they if they're healthy, you feel like they're they're, they're a strong team. Um, that total is sitting opened up at forty nine and a half. I've seen it all the way up to fifty two on DraftKings. How you? What are you doing with this one right here, Frankie? Is it too early in the week, or you want to see some more of that Vegas whisper information come in first? Yeah, I probably would be. I mean, my lean would be to say that the total is going in the proper direction because we know that outside of the Kansas City Chiefs, the Dallas Cowboys may arguably have the most explosive and best offense in all of football. So it's hard to see that, you know, uh, really put your hard-earned money and back the under in any game with Dak. And we know that coming off a long layoff, Sean McVay is going to have that Rams offense humming. You know, they maybe have, you know, they have some new weapons and Cam Akers in that backfield. We know they have Cooper Cup. We know they have an emerging tight end in Tyler Higby. We know they have Robert Woods on the outside. So we know that both these teams have capable weapons on the offensive end. It's whether they can put it all together because as we highlighted, the Cowboys may have injuries, but we also have concerns as betters and as fantasy players that the Rams offensive line may not be very good at all this year. So we saw that last year because Todd Gurley struggled to find holes to be able to run behind on that offensive line. And Jared Goff took a a step backwards because of those line issues. So we really not really so sure what we're going to get but if those offenses can come out clicking and the offenses can be ahead of the defenses due to the lack of practices and the lack of preseason games due to the covid pandemic then i actually believe that the steam could be going in the right way but for me right now i'd be reserved and hold off my money and let's see where that sharp money comes in late sunday afternoon towards sunday night all right, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New Orleans Saints. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a brand new Buccaneer team. Tom Brady at the helm. Brady Breeze in week one down there in the Dome. And New Orleans, obviously, is not going to be the atmosphere you normally get down there for a week one. But it's opened up with the Saints laying the force, moved down to three and a half on the DraftKings Sportsbook. So we're seeing uh, the total also opened up at 49 and a half. And we're seeing it kind of sit at 49 and a half. Do got some 49 and a halves out there, Frankie. Interesting one right here with these two with these two legendary quarterbacks. A new start for the Buccaneers. What are you thinking on this one? Ah, well, I'll be honest. I mean, this listen, this is really the game that we expected, Corey, both of us, and I think almost all betters out there, that this would be the biggest public play on the entire board. Because anyone that was out there, when this line was sitting with Tampa Bay laying uh, catching six, um, Almost no, that point. high at one point? Yeah, at that point, at one point, it was six points out here in Vegas where Tom Brady was catching a near full touchdown as of almost a month ago. The money has just come in steaming on everyone saying Tom Brady, all these new shiny weapons, Mike Evans. Chris Godwin, now Leonard Fournette, maybe working out of the backfield and being worked in. We're not really so sure how much he'll be worked in in week one, but you know he's going to have a role. I mean, Leonard Fournette is an absolute beast on the field. We know that as fantasy players. And now with this offense where they can't maybe stack the box, this week we could be getting you, you know, you really should be getting your popcorn ready. As much as everybody really wants to be watching that Cowboys on Sunday night, this could obviously be arguably the biggest game of the entire weekend and the entire first week for that matter, because right now all the love is coming on Tom Brady as everyone is loving 
possibly getting him as a more than field goal underdog. And right now with three and a half, like you highlighted at DraftKings, you know, getting more, you know, getting that hook right now is important, but the money just continues to steam. When it, when it steams this much and we're going to see this much public money, my, my, my gut tells me fade the play. Fate yep, I, and, and back the New Orleans Saints at home because I don't like to be on the same side as the public. I never do. The shops don't. We don't have any um, shop action on this game right now. All of this money that's pushing this line is all public money right now coming in on Tom Brady, Corey. Every now and then you do catch games where the public's when the public and the shops be on the same side. And you talked the other day about the, the these these odds makers doing that pump fake now. If you notice that in any one of these games, you go ahead and let me know because I'm curious to figure out and find out how this pump fake is working and try to see what we can learn so we can have a very profitable season. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. So the Cardinals and the 49ers in San Francisco uh, right now looking at a seven and a half. I mean, excuse me, looking at the Cardinals laying the seven. I mean, excuse me, I'm sorry. The 49ers laying the seven. The total is sitting at 48 on DraftKings. Um. You know what? I, I was talking with our buddy Scott Atkins yesterday, and I was like, I think I like the Cardinals in this when they're getting that hook and all that. But now I'm starting now as I'm rethinking this, I'm like, maybe this is the 49ers. I mean, when they get that running game going, they can be pretty tough. You know, no Debo, and you know, but they do still have listen, that office is kind of, you know, replaced. I okay, we don't have Debo, but we got the, the the young kid, or we got Kendrick Bourne. So we got, you know, this guy, we got George Kittle. What do you think about this game right here? I think this one is intriguing. I was on the Cardinals, but I've actually flipped over to the 49ers. Yeah, I think this number is spot on. It's really a difficult game. I think the odds makers have this absolutely pegged. They had several months to get this line ready. And I think actually sitting at a touchdown right now is actually, you know, it's it's a complete pass for me because I think that number is there. Now, if that number were to come down to six and a half only on San Francisco, or if it was uh, possibly to go up to eight on Arizona, then I think that one of those two sides would be there. I like Kyla Murray getting more than a touchdown. But I also, like you said, San Francisco's offense is, you know, you know, their running game is really strong. And obviously we know that with Nick Bosa, they have one of the premier defenses in all of football. And this game is really going to be interesting because we've had several months for Arizona to maybe get acclimated. But due to the COVID pandemic, how much time has Kyla Murray really been able to get on the same page with D-Hop. Is DeAndre Hopkins really going to be that much, you know, in sync with Kyla Murray? Are they going to be missing, you know, those in cuts? Are they going to be missing? Is he going to be possibly overthrowing them because he's really not ready and they really haven't had that much time? I think the lack of preseason games is really going to come into play here. I think a lot of these games, I would not be surprised, Corey, if we don't see more than 70% of these games actually come in under the posted total in week one. Well, it's two ways to look at that, right? So you see, like you said, the, the lack of preparation. So the offenses could be struggling out the gate. But also, defense is something that is a is an effort thing. It's a will thing. And I think crowds and crowd participation and home field advantage helps defenses more than it helps offenses. So I think without a crowd, I think I think it's possible we could see some high scores too. So yeah, I think it goes both ways. No, it definitely could. I think you're right in highlighting that. But, you know, the, listen, always what we've seen, what we have to go by is, is past histories. No and, doubt. We, and we always know that out of the gates, many times, the defenses are always ahead of the offenses in week one, week two, week three. That's why a lot of these times when you get a, a, a favorite 
that's, you know, more than a touchdown, a lot of times the Sharps are all over grabbing the points. And the reason why they're all over grabbing those points is because the offenses are not up to snuff and the defenses are a little bit up to, up to you know, they're a little bit higher in progression. So they are usually a little bit more ahead. So these games tend to be closer in week one, unless you have teams like the New York Jets or, uh, you know, uh, possibly the Cincinnati Bengals, if you look at them, or maybe even, you know, uh, you know, if we look at teams that are devoid of talent at, you know, specific areas, maybe on the defensive end or, you know, in the secondary, where they're going to, le- you know, leave themselves exposed and exploitable, that's when those bigger spreads and those more of a, uh, a game differential where you're going to see more blowouts, which you really don't see in week one. Usually it's preferred and usually left towards those games that are devoid of those offensive talent. You mentioned the Cincinnati Bengals. They are the next game that we will look at and break down for the first time. Chargers and Bengals. This game is in Cincinnati. Shiny new toy alert as Joe Burrow takes the field under center for his very first start. Uh, Chargers are a three-point road favorite in this one. Total on DraftKings sitting at 43. A lot of people betting the under in this game. They don't trust these offenses, especially my guess is the Bengals with their new quarterback and the Chargers with Tyrod Taylor what I will say is this one man I think the Bengals can be good this year I just don't know if I can put my money behind a rookie quarterback coming out of this kind of offseason no, I, I completely agree with you. I think Joe Burrow's future is going to be immense, but I think it's also going to really take him time to get on the same page with Tyler Boyd. And now we're already seeing, we haven't seen A.J. Green, Corey, on the field on, since 2018. Two 2018. Two oh, it's crazy. And now there's words that he's already coming out and he's not even 100% healthy. He's not feeling himself yet. He doesn't even feel it. He says he, if he goes out there, there's some reports where he's been on the record as saying he's only feeling 80% of himself. If he's, he's only play for them, no more. I, I, you know, I'm concerned about that. And, you know, that really could hurt Joe Mixon because if they're able to stock the box and they can just double team Tyler Boyd and then you got a rookie quarterback who may struggle to read the blitz or he may get happy feet, you know, it's hard, you know, making that progression. Yes, he is coming from one of the most elite programs in the SEC from LSU, but Joe Burrow may really struggle, you know, out of there. My strong lean myself, I'm hoping. And I'm praying right now, Corey, that one of the Vegas Whispers plays is the Chargers because I think the Chargers are one of the best bets on the board right now, only laying three because I actually believe that they win this game and win it handily. I think Austin Eckler is really going to be uh, you know, a, a star this year for them. I think that especially in week one, I, I think that th- he's got the potential right now in this game to really be the star that everyone envisions him to be, drafting him at the end of the first round, high second second round i like austin eckler too that's an interesting one right there um austin eckler is a guy that i'm invested in and i think that you make good points on all of those um anything on this total right here because what i'm looking at is we're seeing this total a lot of people are betting on the under on this one my guess is they don't trust the two offenses yeah, and I also think it's because a lot of the betters are also looking out there with, with Tyrod Taylor on the center. If Joe Burrow does struggle and there's going to be more three and outs, as long as he doesn't turn the ball over on his own end and maybe, you know, force some bad throws or some interceptions early, this game could easily become a punt fest. And, you know, because we know that the Chargers, they're going to want to play it close to the vest. We're not going to see very many games this year for the uh, Chargers. We know that, you know, from what history has told us, Tyrod Taylor – 
he's a guy that averages like 220, 240 yards. That's what he is. He's a, he is a guy that's gonna, not going to make the big mistake. He's going to be efficient. He's going to scramble when he needs to. And, you know, right now, without, you know, without Phillip Rivers on the center and Tyrod stepping in there, I expect these games to be more short passing game, using Keenan Allen on those slants, trying to highlight, you know, Hunter Henry maybe down the scene, but not too far down the scene. I think we're going to see a lot of throws under 15 yards uh, for the uh, Chargers this year. And honestly, I can see that the under is the way to go because I think if we had to find a game that would be extremely low scoring, it might very well be this one in Cincinnati in week one. To play the contrarian role, a quarterback like Tyrod Taylor that doesn't turn the football over, he takes advantage of every possession. So that could lead to the over, correct? It could if we get the effort that you're expecting from the Cincinnati Bengals. If the Bengals only put up, if the Bengals are only going to put up 10 to 12, 10 to 13 points in this game, I'm not so sure that you get that over because if the charges do get up early, early, you know what's going to happen in the second half. They're going to run that ball with Eckler. They're going to run it with Justin Jackson. And they're also going to miss, mix in the, the former UCLA Bruin, Joshua Kelly, as well. So they're going to look to take the air out of the ball, and that would hurt over betters. Going to be interesting, like you see, as we get a little bit later on in the week, we will get to our Vegas Whisperers NFL picks for week number one. I'll, obviously, if you are part of the SI Fantasy Pro community, you'll get an alert when those picks come in from those, those sharp side picks from my man, Frankie Fat Stacks, Fantasy Pro, SI Fantasy Pro for your DFS, for your sports betting. And those alerts from Vegas Whisperers is going to be very important. Speaking of Vegas Whisperers, I know they've been having some whispers on the NF, or excuse me, on the NBA. Got two games in the association tonight, starting with the Raptors and the Clippers. The Boston Celtics, excuse me, the, the, the Boston Celtics and the Toronto Raptors. Uh, Boston opened up at a two and a half point favorite. They've moved up to a three and a half point favorite. Big action on the Boston Celtics tonight as people think that they are going to end the Toronto Raptors quest to repeat as champions. I think the Raptors got one more fight in them, though, Frankie. I can't say that I'm on the same page with you here, You can't Corey. see it, huh? You can't no. see it, huh? No, I think as, as we say in the industry, that's a wrap. I think that's a <laughs> it's a wrap. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just, I, I can't, I just cannot get behind Toronto. I think it's just shorthanded right now, and you know they miss Kawhi from last year. My boy Kyle Lowry is just trying his his hardest, but you know we know that he's also not a hundred percent healthy. He's given maximum effort. He always does. But I'll be honest. I mean. For me, I think that the steam is going in the right direction. This line once stood with two and a half. It's moved a full point in that direction. And for me right now, if I had to get down on this game, my strong lean is to the Celtics ending this series and ending it tonight. This total sitting at 210. Uh, money coming in on the under that's dropped a half a point. Yeah, I mean, it, that's a little bit more of a, a, a – I'm not really so sure for that one. I mean, I don't have as strong of a, a uh, an opinion as I do on the side in this game. But if I had to, I probably would tend to agree because I think Toronto may play a little bit more tight because they know their backs are against the wall. And I think Boston is going to take advantage of that, but they're also going to look to slow it down as well. I don't think you're going to see anything you know, resembling an up-and-down run fest. But as we know, games inside this bubble, a lot of times they take off playing defense. That's why a lot of the times these totals have gone 230, 250, you know, 240s. I mean, we've had some tremendous um, scoring totals in these NBA games inside the bubble. So for me, I'll be staying away from the total. 
That's that lack of a crowd, Frankie. I'm telling you. The lack of a crowd leads to overs. <laughs> yeah. you, you, you could very well be right with that. We'll see what we'll see how it plays out and how it happens. You know what I'm saying? But definitely uh going to be interesting. So there goes that information right there. The other game tonight, the Clippers and the Denver Nuggets. Interesting series. This one has been the Clippers have been actually very good playing against Jamal Murray. He's averaging less than 20 points for the series. The Clippers are a eight-point favorite. The total sits at 221. I'm still waiting for that next Clipper blowout. I think it could happen tonight. Uh, it's tough. I mean, uh, this, this, this number this is a very good number. You're very right. This is a very tough number. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I, I, I would prefer it to be nine, nine and a half, you know, maybe even 10. And I would be all over Denver. But this number right now, it just looks to be spot on. But if I had to make a play on the game, I would actually back the Clippers. Um, but I, it's it's a tough, tough call. I would probably say that the Clippers all the side. But I'll be honest, I don't want any part of getting in front of right now Jamal Murray or Yostick. I don't I don't want anything to do with these guys. These guys are playing well inside that bubble. The Denver Nuggets are a formidable team right now, and I think that the Clippers are going to have their hands full. I wouldn't be surprised if the Denver Nuggets don't win another game in this sto- series and possibly, you know, extend the Clippers even further to go out and, you know, be able to advance. So for me right now, I don't want any part of this game. The only thing I want to do is get on the couch, get my popcorn ready, and watch it on TV. I'm probably going to be a little bit more hard-headed and back the Los Angeles Clippers. Listen, Vegas Whisperers, baseline to baseline. Any alerts on this game, you catch it in Vegas Whisperers over there at SI Fantasy Pro. Time to go to center ice. The NHL, my favorite. The New York Islanders and the Tampa Bay Lightning getting on tonight. This is what this what game is this? Uh, What game is this of the series? Uh, game two, I believe. Game two of the series, the island, my Islanders. I guess I can rock. I guess I can rep the Islanders. My New York Islanders and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay minus one seventy on the money line, and the public is behind them. Yeah, and rightfully so. I mean, they were absolutely dominant in game one. The Islanders, you know, they came into this series, you know, really turning some some heads and they really opened some eyes. I mean, they they advanced, they played, you know, they played really well, but then in game one. The Tampa Bay Lightning absolutely took it to them, winning the game 8-2. to two. Mm. So, I mean, the Islanders were just a complete no-show. I expect a much better effort from them tonight, but I think that this line is actually, if I had to back it, I would back the Tampa Bay Lightning. I'd lay the wood here. Um, I, I don't like to bet games, you know, obviously that are higher than 150 in that range. 170 is a steep price to play. That I would is. actually... You know, so I would actually look towards what Roy Larkin was actually highlighting over at SI Gambling, which is looking to play this game on the puck line. But for me, it's once again, it's it's the lightning only on the money line for me. If I had to, maybe like you like to do, I would maybe look to hook this game up in a parlay, possibly with your Clippers. Um, you know, maybe if you're looking to do that, you know, I can understand that. But for me right now, I mean, I'm happy that the Vegas Golden Knights got their win last night and bounced back and even that series. Cause as we know, all Vegas whispers players out there, we're all hoping that they can come through and cash for us at three to one to win the West. And right now that's all we need. We need three more wins for that to happen. But it looks like to me, I honestly still believe that it's going to be the Vegas Golden Knights and the Tampa Bay lightning in the Stanley cup. A Clippers, not a Clippers. Lightning <clears throat> parlay on DraftKings is plus 102. So there you go right there. <laughs> there goes your plus money people's parlay for the night. The Tampa Bay Lightning and the Los Angeles Clippers. All right, Frankie, it's time to get us on that pitching mound. 
It's time to get us behind that backstop. It's time to dig in. You know what I'm saying? It's time to get in the dugout Vegas Whisperer style. Killing it, absolutely killing the books. And the community over at SI Fantasy Pro is loving these MLB whispers. Yeah, it, it has been a great run. I mean, unfortunately, last night, listen, we're, there's full transparency here and there's not enough of it in our industry. We don't hide from the days that they, you know, when the things just don't go right. And last night, unfortunately, we put up our first goose egg. The, the uh, books got the best of the Vegas Whisper Sharps last night for the first time. But it's also important to highlight that even though we went winless last night and the books got the best of us, we're still up almost 16 units since the restart and the and Major League Baseball came back. So we're still hitting over, over a 60% clip, and that's with over 120 games played in Major League Baseball. So that's an impressive number. But if we look at some of the games on the board tonight, Corey, it's a real interesting card. Um, nothing has really come through right now that's real strong for uh, Vegas Whispers. We haven't gotten anything that you know is a game that we want to advise all of the SI Gambler listeners to get down on. It's just a little bit too early right now. The shops haven't really spoken. So hopefully, I have a feeling we, we have not seen a game a day where they have absolutely you know gotten the books have gotten the best of them like they did last night. So I'm expecting a big comeback tonight. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't sweep the board, go 2-0, 3-0, something in that fashion. You could expect a big night in Major League Baseball, but there just hasn't come through anything as of this recording yet, Corey. I know whisperers coming in as yet, but if you are in the SI Fantasy Pro community, when it does hit, it will hit your inbox. You'll get that alert, and you'll be able to go ahead and turn that into dollars because the book won't beat us no more. Uh, The book won't beat us no more. Uh, the book won't beat us no more. Uh, I'm the fantasy executive, Corey Parson. That's my man, Fat Stacks Frankie, the SI Gambling Podcast. Subscribe, like, you already know what to do. We are out.